0: Welcome to the Simple Money, Simple Life podcast. I am Matt Erickson and I'm your host. This is a podcast where we explore how simplicity beats complexity, especially in money matters. We explore investing, personal finance, and how to live a simple and awesome life. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 24 titled, Why Are You Acting Rich? I'm excited to bring this episode to you today, and I hope you all enjoy it. Some of my podcasts today will be taken from some of Dr. Thomas Stanley's work. He wrote the book called The Millionaire Next Door. I will be showcasing that book in a future episode. Today I'm going to be talking a little bit about his book that he titled Stop Acting Rich. So I thought there were some really good lessons in his book that would be good for all of you and for me as well I think it's awesome to look at research to see really what show what research really shows us about money and happiness and really what works and what doesn't work and so not that research is precise or applies to everyone but I think it gives us some really good themes to think about and look about look look at so the first thing i'd like to talk about that dr thomas stanley mentions is the just overall importance of living below your means and how so closely this is connected to happiness those who learn to establish a budget live below their means and don't feel like they're always pushing up against that edge of how far they can extend themselves is really linked to happiness those who have a lot of debt and who are constantly stressed by that it really wears and tears on people's stress levels and really causes them to not feel very happy so happiness is correlated to thinking you are financially better off than your neighbors that comes up in the research over and over again and that's an important point so happy people tend to live in houses they can easily afford so sometimes we walk by a mcmansion and look at the beautiful furniture inside and the beautiful yard and landscape but what the research really shows is that the happiest people are in homes that are a little bit maybe less than what they could afford and that are a little more modest those tend to be the happier people uh happy millionaires tend to buy toyotas not mercedes so that's an interesting finding They found this in many, a high percentage of the millionaires that they studied is that most of them enjoyed Toyotas, Hondas, Ford, Chevy, instead of Mercedes, Lexus, BMWs. They found that most buyers of European luxury cars do so for image. And so again, I'm not suggesting that this applies to everyone. I'm just stating and sharing what the research shares about this. So those who are in these luxury cars as they studied them and asked them questions about why they made the purchase they did, much of the time it's because of image. I love this quote, uh, to gild the gold, to paint the lily is but ridiculous excess. I love that quote because it just reminds us that it's easy to start to live a lifestyle of hyper-consumption and to start living in excess when we don't really need to, to boost our levels of happiness. So a lot of people, I think, think they will find more happiness in getting that BMW instead of the Toyota or building that big mansion instead of a decent, decently large home that doesn't have to be enormous. So this finding that I'm going to share with you is one of the most important ones that I thought was really curious and interesting. Most unhappy group that they studied are those who live in an upscale neighborhood and expect to live the same lifestyle as their truly wealthy neighbors so these are people who are stretching themselves to live in this upscale neighborhood and they what they do is they often will look around they notice that in every car in every garage there are nice new cars there are not old used cars they notice that their landscaping is pristine they have hired people to come and cut the grass and take care of the yard they notice that the furniture is expensive inside these houses, that most of their neighbors are going on expensive vacations. And so these people who can't afford to live in these neighborhoods yet are surrounded by this group. It becomes their new normal. And these people who live in this situation are truly often very unhappy because they just can't feel like they can keep up and are always feeling like they're drowning and and behind. So... Another thing they found in the study is that happy people give a higher percentage of their income away to causes or charities. High-income earners and hyper-consumers are not nearly as happy as high-income earners who get more satisfaction from giving than consuming. So one thing that trended in their research was that people who are, they call them I think hyper-consumers, people that are just really focused on consuming all that they make, buying, um, gathering, collecting, They tend to be much less happy than the people who take that extra money and help other people with it or give it away. So one of my quotes that I like by Henry David Thoreau says that he said that man, that man is richest whose pleasures are cheapest. Again, kind of coming back to what does it really take for you to be happy? Do you really need to live an excessive hyper consumption lifestyle to be happy and if so, why is that? It's worth exploring your own psyche, your own unconscious, your own patterns is to figure out why is it necessary for you to feel happy by being a hyper consumer. So it's definitely something to look into. So another finding they came up with is that, and I've touched on this in other episodes, but many report very quick dissatisfaction after buying a vacation home or a boat. So, and last point I wanted to point out about the research was, and this is, I think, a quote from the book that says, life activities give pleasure and satisfaction, not the watch on your wrist. So back when this research was collected, it's, it is probably 20, 30 years old. Uh, a lot of people wore Rolexes. I think people still wear those, but a lot of people moved to Apple Watches. But another thing they found is that people who focused on expensive Rolexes and whatnot tended to do so for image. And to try to present something instead of really making them feel happy. So so what the research continues to demonstrate to us is that experiences tend to provide a lot more happiness than consumption. So that's something that is kind of at the center of the research and at the center of what I've really realized over the years. Now, I'd like to shift gears and share an article with you called Don't Judge by External Appearance. By Joshua Becker. He is a minimalist blogger. He said, I once, wrote, I once read a quote that said, do not judge by appearances. A rich heart may be under a poor coat, and I can't emphasize it enough. We are a society quick to judge the success of others based on external appearances, but I can't think of a more foolish metric to utilize. Some psychologists argue this is natural for humans. Our unconscious mind starts from Whatever objective data is available to to us, usually spotty, and helps to shape and construct the more complete picture we consciously perceive. I suppose this makes sense to me, but here's the problem. We're terrible at it. Like, really, really bad. In fact, one study, scientists asked students at a Chinese university to look at selfies and evaluate the personalities of the people pictured in five personality characteristics. The students were wrong 80% of the time. 80% of the time, they were unable to determine the personality or character of a person based solely on appearance. And yet we continue to do it, over and over again, often tricking ourselves into thinking we do it well. But the proverb stands true, do not judge by appearances. A rich heart may be under a poor coat. When we hear it, we know it is true. Judging a person based on external appearances is a foolish metric and we all know it. For one reason, external appearances are easy to manipulate. Symbols of success can be easily acquired by those who are not successful. Meanwhile, many successful people choose not to display their successes with external symbols. Do you know how easy it is to purchase a flashy car on credit? Or how quickly you can get ahead financially by simply buying a reasonable one? Night and day. But this isn't a post about financial success. This is about choosing to not judge others by external appearance. I have a good friend who lives on the other side of the country. Years ago, when a special needs newborn was abandoned at their local hospital, she and her husband aff- offered to raise the child as their own. Their new daughter would require almost 24 hour attention for the rest of her life, and yet they chose to adopt her and bring her into their family. Decades later, now, my friend is not going to turn any heads when she walks into a room. She doesn't pull into a parking lot driving an expensive vehicle, she doesn't wear the latest styles or expensive jewelry. The emotional and physical toll of raising her daughter 24 hours a day for the last 20 years shows on her face and physical appearance as you might imagine it would. From all outward appearances, there's nothing that would impress you about her. But on the inside, she may be the strongest, sweetest, kindest, most compassionate human being I've ever met. She is wiser than most anyone else in the room, and her heart is beautiful. That's the thing about judging by external appearances. Most people try to impress you with them aren't emulating, worth emulating, and those living in the most meaningful lives have long since given up trying to impress you with a fancy coat. That is the end of Joshua's article. Now, as we kind of wrap up this podcast, I just want to challenge everyone to take a moment to kind of consider where you're at on this continuum of kind of perception, judgment, consumption. What drives you to be the way you are? Um, Do you feel a lot of pressure to dress a certain way, live in a certain way, drive a certain kind of car, live in a certain kind of house to uphold an image? Do you worry about being judged by others? Do you stress about how others might be looking at you? The challenge is to, we only get one crack at this life. So the challenge is to find out, to look within ourselves, to find out how we really want to live our lives. What makes me happy? What makes me feel fulfilled and content and satisfied? Most people do not find happiness through trying to please others or trying to impress others. They find happiness through fulfillment, through working hard and and achieving goals and building quality relationships and really being true to who they are. So a lot of times this hyper consumption lifestyle masks a deeper issue that we might be struggling with as individuals based on insecurity how we might have been raised as kids and many other concepts that could be going within our within ourselves or our psyche so the goal is to kind of develop self awareness around this topic so that we can live our best life so that we don't dig ourselves deeply into debt because we're trying to keep up with someone else or impress someone or live a lifestyle that's important to someone else not us. Now sometimes this can take time to change this pattern. There's a concept in psychology called neuroplasticity which means our brains can change for the better or for the worse based on experiences we encounter and go through or environments we're in and so if we're in a good environment where we're eating well, we're exercising, we're learning, we're reading, we're challenging ourselves, our brains can change for the better physically. There's a saying that says, neurons that, wire together, that fire together, wire together. It's a really cool topic that helps us know that if we've fallen into bad financial habits or personal habits or where we find ourselves judging others based on appearance or whatever the concept might be. We are able to change. It takes self-awareness. It takes um, setting up new habits and new cues so that we can change. But it is very possible. And one of my passionate goals about this podcast is to help us be find what really makes us happy in life around money especially and live that life. Uh, live it to the fullest. That is all for today's episode. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I would like to thank everyone for your reviews and also for your positive comments. It really means a lot to me and I really appreciate it. I would love for you to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and continue to subscribe and listen to the show. And remember, the simple life is a good life.